Brian, why don't you uh, tell them what your podcast is yeah. about? Uh, well, I co-host a podcast called The Revisionists, which... Yeah, thank, thank you. Revisionists. Uh, which is uh, an alternate history podcast. Uh, so each episode, my co-host, Zach Powers, and I welcome a guest, and we take a topic R. from R.I.P. Zach, he's dead. Yeah, he's he not, is... Couldn't make it. No, <laughs> he, uh, he is all the way in Chicago, so might as well be dead. Yeah, might as well be dead. Uh, yeah. Um... Love you, Zach. Anyone who couldn't make we're it here, releasing we're releasing this. I don't know what dead. the fuck. Just so, just so you know. So we welcome a guest. We take a topic from history. One person presents the official version of events, and another person comes up with a crazy pants alternate history. And the winner, as decided by a judge and audience vote, uh, goes on to become the truth. So it can and has to impact stories coming after it. So. So this fake news thing, how's that affecting your podcast? I don't know. <laughs> it's all this. I feel like we were the original. Uh, the original. And that's really not even what the original you're hanging your hat on, huh? No, the, the Spanish-American War news. was the original fake news, actually, to come to think of it. <laughs> uh, although, uh, today, uh, Donald Trump did say he invented the word fake, basically. Uh, which what? was my favorite thing. Also, I invented that word. That's Basically, uh, more that it's not that off from the actual quote. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I'm like, fine, <laughs> just as long as you're not hurting anyone. So, all right, yeah, so let's get off Trump. Yeah, and get into this podcast. It's hard. We can go down a whole other, a whole another way. So, I wanted to do something special for tonight, um, and I was going to find something from this day in history uh, from Denver, but the newspaper archive I have access to for Denver only goes back to 1989. Uh, and I am not doing a history from when I was already born, because that is super depressing. Well, I was going to say, yeah, that's when I was born, so does history not? Yeah, I it mean... It starts when I was born. Interesting. Yeah, that's, always, that's a little validating <laughs> for me, something yeah, I've always oh my God, suspected. I, that's very... Nothing going on before I was born. It's so narcissistic now that I think <laughs> about it. Um, like, the only other things I could find that were even, like, the Broncos weren't great, and there still wasn't a baseball team playing in October. That's the only thing. <laughs> Whoa, how history repeats itself, huh? So I reached a little further afield for something from this day in history. Uh, October 8th, 1871, 146 years ago today. Uh, it had been a really dry summer throughout the entire Midwest, uh, especially in and around a town called Peshtigo, Wisconsin, which is, this is Mis Michigan, uh, this other mitten is Wisconsin. And Peshtigo's right in here, along Green Bay. I think I got those backwards. Well, whichever. Um, all right, the, the listeners are really missing out. That's why you got to come to these live ones, all right? Lots of geography on your hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, I think we're all following now. Yeah. Uh, what was also happening that day, there was a prairie cyclone coming up from the southwest. Just a giant storm. And, yeah, exactly. You guys, in it? you guys in it now? Yeah. Right. Set the scene a little bit. <laughs> uh, and around this time, there's construction going on outside Pishtigo on a railroad. And so there's a bunch of spare lumber lying around. And one of the railroad workers sets off a spark. And this is how, uh, this is how a small fire started that over the next couple hours grew to be 50% larger than the entire state of Rhode Island. And as this fire gets started, that cyclone hits, and the winds are going over 100 miles an hour, 
and they're constantly changing direction. Holy shit. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, so Peshigo, Wisconsin, um, 20,000 people maybe. The entire town is destroyed in under an hour. Like, there are stories of the fire sucking all the oxygen out of the atmosphere. Uh, there's this one story I found uh, where this guy carried his wife away from the fire to safety and then looked down and realized it wasn't his wife and then went insane. Uh, that's how the story... That's literally the, the one sentence of story I got. Which also, it's like, maybe double check before you leave. Uh, uh, Sheila, right? Cool. And then, and then flee the fire. Um, Any woman, just c- come. Just come with so, me. Somewhat, please. I'm so lonely. Um, <laughs> actually, I pulled this from, uh, from the Peshtigo Marinette Eagle at the time. Uh, just this sentence from a news story that I loved. The fire fiend was holding high carnival, having selected the towns of Peshtigo, Marinette, and Me- Metacane as its prey. Which... It's a, it's a shame that newspaper office wasn't burned down either. Um, <laughs> Guy hates carnivals, huh? The Pistigo, uh, Great Pistigo Fire, as it's called, uh, killed between 1,200 and 2,500 people. We'll never know the exact number because the Hall of Records was destroyed in a fire. Um, <laughs> funny enough. Um, it is, to this day, the deadliest wildfire in recorded history. And it's not something a lot of people actually know about. Uh, and that they're is, all dead. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that too. Uh, but also because that same night, just down a little ways in Chicago, uh, October 8th, 1871, in the barn of Mrs. O'Leary, some fucking cow kicks over a lantern and starts the Great Chicago Fire. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, which only killed like 300 people, so like pretty good Chicago <laughs> Fire, maybe. Um, that's not how we so judge we're raiding these fires right now, okay. Uh, so these are actually just two of five huge fires that start in Wisconsin, Illinois, and Michigan that same night. And also, a, a Chicago journalist later admitted to making up the story about Mrs. O'Leary's cow. Um, oh, so that's totally fake. Yeah, uh, the cow. Uh, the cow was actually was heard to say. Uh, Fake moos. Okay. Um, the <laughs> Dayquil. Okay. Um, but so these were all basically small disconnected fires, but that same storm hit and whipped them all into five major fires. Plus it was dry as hell. And at this point in American history, like everything is made of wood and grain alcohol, basically. <laughs> but there are some people who even to this day are like, these all have to be connected. And the prevailing theory among those people <laughs> is that a comet that was passing overhead broke up and the meteors from that comet landed and sparked the fire. It was a uh, comet Bela. And most... <laughs> Bela. Bela. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, most astronomers and meteorologists say this theory is uh, bullshit um, because meteors aren't hot enough when they hit the ground to start that sort of fire. I personally like the theory that it was, was Mrs. O'Leary's cow. We just didn't look... We cleared her a little too early, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, some sort of cow rampage. Just, you just really want to blame the cow. Yeah, some sort of cowspiracy. Um, <laughs> Dayquil. Dayquil. That, I stand by that one, actually. Cowspiracy? Um, so that was the fake news. That was, that was the fake... That's, and that's the thing I love on The Revisionist is when the, when the real history is just... 
crazy enough that making up an alternate is almost like pointless in a way. But that is the story of the Great Peshtigo Fire of 1871. Wow. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. But, uh...